KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hola, amigos. It is Wednesday. Getting closer to the end of the calendar year. Pretty amazing when you think about it. You know, something happened per the Pelicans this week, or is happening this week. I don't think it's ever happened, to be honest with you. I'm trying to find out right now. And I will give you some of that here as well. Full guest slate coming up. We'll talk uh, Pelicans, Saints as well. Plenty of different topics all right here. 800-998-1003 in the upper cervical family chiropractic hotline. <sighs> sniffle, sniffle. The very last hump day. Of the year. Uh oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. It's hump day. Hump day. I know you can hear me. Let's get stupid. Today's more that what the Camel Wednesday hump day. He is Shot Gene, Digital Underground, also current Fox NFL analyst Sean Payton. Did you see it this morning? Did you see it this morning? Over on Get Up. They were talking about it. They were talking about it. Should Sean Payton be the head coach of the Denver Broncos? Yep. They were talking about it. Good old Sean Payton. Um, interesting, right? Jeff Duncan of the Times Speaking Union yesterday wrote kind of the best options, things of that nature, essentially. Kind of saying that the the Saints could be doubling down. He ain't going nowhere, huh? By that that belief. Yet there was also a report yesterday saying that the Saints, um, that Sean Payton's already kind of putting together plans. Tom Brady, he a return to the Saints. So look, when you see conflicting reports like that, because that's about as conflicting as conflicting can get. I, I, I don't deviate from what I said the first time. And that all of those different things that Sean Payton's doing, the first Jeff Duncan, you know, piece about it, if he's going to coach back, he coaches back here and all that stuff. I, I, I think there, there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, the agents, the workings, trying to get other teams to kind of show their hands. I think of that nature when it comes to him, because look, I mean, that is a direct conflict, right? I mean, if, if Sean was wanting to come back and have Tom Brady be his quarterback and then at the same time, you know, there's a report out there that, oh no, no, they're, they, they're, look, they're, they're going to give him another chance to mulligan. The seasons had all these injuries, all that. I mean, that's, that's as opposites as opposites can get. So, um, I still don't think he's coming here, Sean Payton, or coming back. I do think you're starting to see perhaps maybe not as many options that would be kind of what he wants, if that makes sense. In terms of power structure, front office structure, 
one important talent on the on the floor as well. I look, I don't know what's going on with Russell Wilson. I for some reason yesterday was the first time I came across the Mr. Unlimited video. Did any of you guys see the Mr. Unlimited video? Have you all seen that? I um that was weird. I don't really know what else to say on that. I, I, for some reason, that is the first time it's come across my attention. But, yeah. He's out there saying his alter ego is about um, him being Mr. Unlimited. It, it was just very strange. So, anyway. um, There's a lot of talk about that. Is he fixable? Why is he working? Why is he not? Remember, he listed the Saints as one of the teams, right, that... He would have wanted to be traded to if he was being traded to all of that stuff. So I don't know. I, I just think it's interesting when you think of the different days, but y- y'all did see this, right? That's 2.1 million views. Why did I just see this? Apparently this was from a while back, I guess. I don't know. September. Y'all seen this? Robot Russell, the one you guys love to know. I'm real, real exciting. Yeah, you know, I'm real exciting. Um, but anyways, uh, Everybody has to have an alter ego, right? And, and I've been thinking about what my alter ego would be, and I, I, I think I have an alter ego. His name, his name's Mr. 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 Unlimited. Yeah, you gotta be unlimited. You know, you gotta have a thought process of being unlimited. So when people ask you, you know, what you're thinking about or what you want to do in life or where you want to go, you gotta be unlimited. Tell them I'm unlimited. You know what I mean? So when they ask you certain questions like, Mr. Unlimited. Who who's your role model, Russell? Unlimited. Who is your go-to person for advice, Russell? They think Pete Carroll, they think this person, think that person. Love you, Pete, but it's Mr. Unlimited. Tell him. Wow. Um I think we can see why the Broncos are having the kind of season there. That scares me. That that literally I'm like CTE. And I'm not making fun of CTE. I'm just like Wow. Um, wow. So I don't know if that's where Sean's going, right? I mean, I, I honestly, I, I'm not making. I, I just, I don't look. There was a story a month ago. Um, not a story. It, it was a podcast, right? It, it was a couple of of hosts in Denver that were talking about it. They covered the team, and one of the guys said that he had talked to players and Russell Wilson was calling out Seahawk plays. Remember I, I brought that up in the show in the past? He was he was calling plays and doing hand signals that nobody knew because they were for Seattle. And, and I'm not making fun, especially when you look at this week with Tua. Um, you know, yesterday on my final play when I was on uh, sports uh, Fox Overtime over there with Fox 8 with Juan and Garland and I... You know, my 60 seconds was about Tua, and part of it brought up, if you remember last October, Taysom Hill got hit in Washington. Still, for some reason, that guy didn't get ejected or fined. He got a 15-yarder. But, you know, he was out a month. He was out a month, 24 days, I think, is uh, what it took before he got to practice last year. And Taysom, when he got back, said there's a 45-minute period he doesn't remember. And, again, I don't know, but... He's made some plays and he's done some things and personality wise, it really, I, I just, maybe he was like that in Seattle and maybe since it's way out there, we didn't follow it or 
it was guarded. I, I don't know, but that is one strange guy all of a sudden the last couple of months, right? So I only play that because, again, this morning, every, I mean, it's, it, it's one of the, the topics, right? On the national shows this morning about that. Is, is Sean Payton destined to go to Denver? Everyone believes now they're not even hiding it. Everyone just says he's waiting out, you know, um, the Chargers. Is that something that he wants to do or not? I don't know. But either way, that's here or there. Just wanted to point that out to you from that standpoint. Your guest list this afternoon looks like this. Jake Madison, 1215. We're going to talk Pelicans basketball to get back into action tonight. Looking for win number four. There it is. Isn't that nice? I've refreshed it several times to make sure. No, still not, not not back in first just yet. Just yet. As Denver played last night in one, so they're full game back. The Pelicans, though, one game back in second. The Memphis Grizzlies lost to the Suns. They are now 0-2 since Ja Morant declared no one in the West scares him. They've been beaten by the Warriors and the Suns. So Memphis two games back, Clippers two and a half back. They got Kawhi, the claws back. That makes a difference. The Suns now three back. Dallas with four. Luka Dantich yesterday, insane. Did you see what he did yesterday? Luka, uh, nuts. 60 points. Like he had so many different things that he set yesterday. It was insane. I, I saw Tim McMahon from ESPN. Tweet this, and um, covers the NBA for the network. NBA teams were O and thirteen thousand eight hundred and eighty-four in the last twenty seasons when trailing by at least nine, with thirty-five or fewer seconds remaining. Luka Doncic and the Mavericks pulled that off and went to overtime. O and thirteen thousand eight hundred and eighty-four, thirty-five seconds or less. It was it was close to Reggie Miller like what they were doing, but he had sixty points, twenty-one rebounds, ten assists, two steals, sixty-eight percent field goal percentage. I mean, it's it's. By the way, the sixty-twenty-ten game, the first ever in NBA history. He's just he's just incredible, really is when you look at it, and. The Knicks, the Knicks were up nine with the minute left and he just took over. Um, it was crazy. It was crazy to see as they just, you know, you sit back and you just watch. I mean, it was just absolutely a ridiculous thing that they did. So in 35 seconds, that's, uh, that's what they did. But the Pelicans get back into action tonight and when they do, they will have another sellout crowd. And Monday's game was sold out. And Friday's game is sold out against Philly. I legitimately don't know. If a Pels fan out there can tell me, I've texted certain people. I don't think we've had a full week of sellouts with the Pels, huh? Like, I mean, I think the playoff games were. So you could technically say those games in the row, but... I'm talking regular season, December. I, I I can't honestly think of a Monday, Wednesday, Friday where they were sold out. The Bucks game was sold out. So seven sellouts so far. Tonight is eight. Friday is nine. 
I think Todd said on the broadcast the Milwaukee game surpassed all of the sellouts a season ago. So it's one of our questions of the day I'm throwing out there. Have you been to a Pels game? I'm legitimately wondering where, I guess, the the added folks are coming from. Is it, you know, how many new fans have decided to go, you know, compared to the games last year at this time, at this time? So we're about to close out the calendar year, right? So, like, December 28th, have you gone to as many games already as you've been in the past? Have you been to more games this season than you have in the past? Or have you not gone yet? I legitimately just want to know. Like, how many games have you gone? Like, did you go to three games last year and you've been to three already? You went to three games last year, you've been to five already. You haven't got a chance to get out there yet. Or have you already eclipsed the amount of games that you went to all of last season? I I mean, because I think that's probably the case more than the other, right? If you're already up to now eight sellouts, nine sellouts on Friday, and it's only going to continue, too. Now, now, get it. I mean, maybe some of that draw is, is, is um, Philadelphia on Friday. But, again, it's what was impressive with me about Monday's game against the Pacers and even tonight's game against Minnesota. I mean, I can't imagine people are, are there to go look at Rudy Gobert. So gives you an idea what this team is um, is doing right now. And Willie Green and Zion spoke after practice yesterday. I said it on the show yesterday around 2 o'clock when he was saying that he was expecting to get out there and, and, and wants to play. Oh, yeah, I'm most likely going to play. I, I got to play. <laughs> I sat on the sideline enough last year. All right, as far as missing that game. The worst part about, like, COVID, even if you don't have symptoms, it's the fact you just got to be inside and you can't do nothing. Uh, and then when I did come back, when I did get cleared, it was the day, to, the day of the game. And it's like, my legs wasn't under me, so I had to sit on. They got the win. I was excited about that, but it did it did suck to have to sit on. Now, the good thing about it is he looks like he could be available there as well. So saw a couple of the other guys go through practice, and hopefully the team will you know start kind of filling out a little bit more here as well, especially as we get ready to face Philly and Memphis. Again, I am not looking overlooking Minnesota. It just hasn't been the kind of season they sort of wanted. But every single night in the NBA, you, you better show up. But it's nice to know that Zion likely uh, will be a go today. Coach Green, I thought, said something yesterday that really stood out. I just finished doing the podcast with Joe and Jamaican Hoffer with the Pels, and I thought it was something that it reminded me of when when Sean was here and, and how he sort of built the the team and the whole next man up mentality sounds great, but you have to have it in place. You have to have that belief. Players have to feel like they're just as important as the first round picks, the top pick overall, the max players, the big contract guys, right? Yeah, it is. It's impressive. Uh, we're we understand that. You know, this is, this is such a blessing to have a group that's bought in the way we are. And we just try to protect our culture and, and keep working, keep coming in, having a great time doing it, knowing that it's going to be highs and lows throughout the course of the season. But we want to stay here and just have a standard that, that we'd like to meet every game. I take our first break of the day coming up here and this hour. Scott Prather, bottom of the hour over 
103.3 The Goats in Lafayette. But up next, Jake Madison, Locked On Pels. We'll talk about tonight's game, Friday's game, Saturday game, and where the Pels are right now, second in the Western Conference, the sports hangover in ESPN New Orleans. If your business needs serious hustle, our internet has plenty. Switch to Rev Business All Fiber Internet with fiber optic velocity close to the speed of light. Sign up and get three months free and 30% off. Build your plan at letsrev.biz. Let's Rev. Whoever said you can't have it all, never had internet that could do it all. Switch to Rev. No contracts, no data caps, no nonsense. It's the high-speed internet you need. Build your plan at letsrev.com. Let's Rev. An accident with an 18-wheeler can cause king-size problems and wreck your life. If you've been injured by a big rig, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. The King Firm attorneys are experienced at handling 18-wheeler crashes and will see king-sized awards for their clients. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. If you've been in an accident with an 18-wheeler, ring the king at 909-KING. LA20-11133. Simply free. Don't those two words go together nicely? Especially when they describe the very best in daily money management. At SL Bank, our Simply Free checking account provides you the tools you need to manage your account and to make life a little easier. Want to know more about Simply Free checking? Just talk with us today at SL Bank. Member FDIC. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 3-2 stall restroom air-conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fusha, Abbeville, Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Only one performance a day. Let's get this show on the road, eh? Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. I believe every, every guy that's on our team, every guy that walks in this door has an opportunity to play. It's a long season, and there's going to be moments like it was last night, uh, moments like it was in Oklahoma and San Antonio where you have guys out, and um, guys got to stay working. Our preparation is key so that when the opportunity presents itself, you can, they can take advantage of it uh, individually but also collectively as a team. So just believing in everybody here and, and putting the work in. That's simple, Jake. That's all it takes, I guess, apparently, to get the Pelicans to play the way they are. Jake Madison locked on Pels at Nola. Jake joins us. It's a way to follow him over on Twitter. How are you this afternoon, man? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on, Gus. Dude, um... I asked this to, to Todd at the end of the game back on Monday. What's more impressive to you, the seven-game win streak or the three-game win streak? You know, I, I think they're both impressive, right? You know, you have that seven-game win streak against some of the top teams in the NBA. They beat the Denver Nuggets with two-time MVP Nikola Jokic. That's the team that's currently first in the Western Conference right now. You beat the Toronto Raptors. You're still doing that shorthanded without Brandon Ingram, but then you look at some of these wins on this little mini three-game winning streak they have. You know, that game against the Indiana Pacers, a Pacers team that beat New Orleans pretty badly earlier on in the season, is incredible given the that they were lacking 
four of their top five guys in minutes per game this season. You should never win a game like that. And basically, New Orleans backups and third right. stringers ran that team out of the building. It was incredibly impressive and just kind of speaks to the resilience of this team. So I don't know if I can choose between the two of them. I'm just happy they have different streaks like this. Yeah, I think the other thing that's different from a season ago to now, too, and there's several, right? But, Jake, primarily, I think, too, is when they would lose some games or to go on some losing streaks or they couldn't win, you remember the phrase. Now, Willie hadn't used it, but the for whatever reason, it would give me just the, the I would get cringed, right? I mean, every for whatever reason, they didn't have energy. For whatever reason, we couldn't shoot. For whatever reason, when they play defense. In that four-game losing streak, you could pinpoint to it. You could circle. It was turnovers. It was offensive rebounding. It, it was certain things that they could do that were fixable. And you've seen in this three-game winning streak, a little bit better in the rebounding end, much better in, in creating turnovers and steals and things of that nature because you heard Willie say it after the game on Monday. Defense, right, is why this team is probably right now second in the West. Yeah, and also when you look at the four-game losing streak, two of those games were really close. One was an OT loss to the Utah Jazz on the road, and the second one was a pretty close loss to the Phoenix Suns, who were still really, really good. So that four-game losing streak I don't think was really a sky-is-falling kind of thing. Maybe it was bad matchups. Maybe, you know, in one of them it was just real poor shooting from New Orleans, and that tends to happen over an 82-game season. So as you look over the body of work of this team over the whole year, it's been really impressive. They're still in the top 10 in offense, still in the top 10 in defense, and defense has really, as you mentioned, been a real big surprise. This team plays hard on that side of the ball. They have a bit of an identity on that side of the ball, too. They understand the defensive principles. Guys are stepping up their individual play on that side, particularly Zion Williamson, and it's really keeping them in games and limiting opponents' scoring, and the big part of why they're where they are, which is second in the West right now. Jake, when you look at what I guess this team still has yet to do, I don't look at it from a bad standpoint, yet it's very curious, right? There's only, as Trey Murphy said after the win at OKC, only eight games totally healthy, 10 totally with CJ Zion and BI have played together so far out of 30 plus games. I don't know, what do you, what do you think this team is capable of if they're ever remotely healthy and everybody is intact? Yeah, you know, I actually answered this question in a sense on my podcast yesterday or today where, it, you know, it was really the question of, are they a true contender for the number one seed in the Western Conference? And I said, in a sense, yes, they are. You know, they've been there already. They're currently second in the West. They have a lot of depth that can sustain them for some wins. But are they going to be number one at the end of the season? And I said, it really might depend on a guy like Brandon Ingram getting healthy and getting back out on the court and staying out there on the court. And it goes beyond BI. It goes to every player. As you mentioned, Trey Murphy said they haven't seen this starting lineup, this core group of guys, healthy for an extended stretch. And that leads you to believe that there's so much more for this team to be able to achieve. There's a higher level of play that they could reach if they just get healthy and start to get on the same page. But these guys in and out of lineups while it's going to win you games in the regular season is really important not to be doing that in the postseason. Depth isn't going to win you games yeah. in the playoffs. You shorten your rotation. You sometimes go to eight guys, right, nine guys. You need your best players out there, and they need to be peaking at the right time. This can't just be game one of the playoffs. You get all five starters out there together and hope they go and do well. You need to get some reps in them. You need to get some team chemistry built between them, and the Pelicans have high team chemistry and kind of work through any of those kinks you might have. 
And so this kind of health issue, while it's not a huge problem right now, and I don't think it's a problem long-term, is potentially going to be the thing that holds them back from reaching their full potential, reaching their ceiling of what this team could be, which honestly might be a title-contending team this season. Yeah, it's crazy to think that because I, I agree with you. I mean, I was sitting there this week and after the game Monday and yesterday on Fox 8, and I'm like, it's getting harder and harder for me to not think so because you're winning games when you don't have your best players. And, Jake, I think that's why this three-game win streak, too, I mean, it's the Spurs, it's the Thunder, and it's the Pacers. I'm not disrespecting them, but it's not the Suns and Warriors and stuff. And the thing is, those are games that – If you're healthy, you're probably thinking you have a good shot at winning, or you should win. And those are the games that if you had lost, Jake, we're sitting here when I have you on the show in March or in April, and you're the sixth seed, two, three games out of four, and you're going, oh, those games you could have won. You're the, you know, fourth seed or third seed, and hopefully you wouldn't be, you know, the eighth seed trying to get into the sixth seed. But I think winning those games against the teams that you can beat – they're crucial. I almost think they pay double dividends later on in the season. Yeah, look, the, the depth New Orleans has is going to be important to getting this team to be peaking at the right time, right? This depth here allows you to rest some guys. I talked to Antonio Daniels a lot before the game. He comes on the podcast, and you hear him say it on the broadcast. We live in the era of the NBA's load management phase right now. Guys get rested. Guys take games off just to keep them healthy over the course of the season so that you can play them late in the year, You don't need to rest them then, and then you're playing your best basketball when you hit the postseason. This depth is really important for doing that, and when you can do that without losing games and not drop backwards in the standings is incredibly important. Mm -hmm. We all thought that that Indiana game was going to be a scheduled loss, more or less, for New Orleans because of the lack of guys playing, but they went out and they won that one anyway, and that game does matter in the standings just as much as any of the other 82 games do. So to be able to get that victory with the depth, rely on guys like Najee Marshall, who looked excellent in that one, Jackson Hayes stepping up over these past couple, that's really important. It means you'll be able to rest some of your players when you need to in the middle of the season, keep them fresh for the end of the year when you need to make that push, and hopefully be playing your best healthy basketball at the end of the season as you go into the playoffs. Yeah, I think that's the beauty of uh, having a team that that is this deep. You don't maybe you don't maybe hopefully can win some games where you don't have to play, you know, your your max guys 38, 40, 42 minutes, you know? So that might be beneficial as well. Look, we're wrapping up in December. So got a month, and then you have the trade deadline and everything. So it's coming, right? What do the Pels do? Should the Pels trade for anybody? I, I know where, Look, and you're going to start hearing the rumors and stuff, and I see you're addressing it already in your latest Locked On Pels podcast here. I got two texts already this morning about it. One from Brian, who's likely a mile high out west. You know, what do you do? Would you trade for Trey Young? I guess the first thing I look at in bringing anybody in is you just heard Willie say it in that bite. Culture and the locker room and everyone going in there. How much do you worry of bringing in another player upsets that or or messes up the chemistry? Yeah, I think that's really important to consider. There's a, there's a number of really interesting aspects that I think are really important when looking at potential trades for New Orleans. And New Orleans is going to be in every sort of rumor because they have all sorts of picks. That Lakers pick swap this year looks incredibly valuable right now. Their name's going to come up in every big-name trade rumor. And the question is, should they trade for an all-star? So first and foremost, it's going to be a little bit difficult for them to do so this year. C.J. McCollum can't be traded with the extension that he signed until after the NBA's trade deadline. 
So that's going to take a lot of salary off. And when you're making these trades, the salary going out needs to match the salary coming in a little bit differently than the NFL. So if you can't send out C.J. McCollum in $33 million, it's tough to tr- bring a guy back who's making 35 to $40 million, $45 million. That's going to be one of those all-star level players. I also don't think you want to ship out a guy like C.J. McCollum with the veteran leadership that he provides and how much he's impacted this locker room in an incredibly positive way. And I look at that up and down the roster. There's still also a lot of young talent here. We've seen Dyson Daniels be impressive during the season. Jose Alvarado is still growing as a player. They've got Kyra Lewis Jr. back out there showing off his speed and why they drafted him third, 13th overall. And you've Trey Murphy who's been growing, who's a better player than he was last season. If you bring in a heavy minutes guy, another all-star, you either lose some of those guys or you're putting another player ahead of them in the pecking order for minutes and potentially stunting their growth a little bit. So as I look at this roster with the room for it to grow and some sustainability here, which I think is important in a small market, with cost-controlled guys on rookie deals that aren't making big money and not putting you close to luxury tax, that's really important. You know, you could go all in this season, bring in a guy like Zach Levine or someone like that, let's say, but it's going to cost you in two years probably when all of a sudden you're basically capped out and you're going to have to start trading away good players just to save some money against the luxury tax. Or you could continue the path that you're on, sustainable growth in a small market, which is not easy to achieve. Use those future picks that you have from the Lakers, the Bucks, and the Pelicans too and try and build something here that lasts beyond two seasons. Maybe it lasts for 10 years. And I think that's the route that New Orleans should go. Maybe consolidate some of the players at the end of the roster. Make a trade that kind of upgrades you with a guy that's not playing for one that could get some minutes. Make a small move, certainly. But I don't necessarily think this team needs to push all their chips in and really shake things up that much. 100% agree with you, especially because that's something you maybe do, Jake, if you've gotten to the second level, a conference finals for a year or two, and you need to quote-unquote get over the hump, that next piece. (laughs) I don't even know what I have yet. I mean... You just brought it up. Yeah, it's a great and point. We've, and we've talked about it. You literally don't know what you have. Eight games total healthy, 10 with your big three players out of 30 plus. So, and you're in second and you've been in first. I, I think I'm doing just fine. I, I, I just, you know, it's like, let me see what yeah, I can there's, there's not a ton to complain about right now. I think another thing to consider is this, right? And you, you and I were texting earlier about this. Tonight's game is a sellout. Friday's game is a sellout. Tonight's game is against a non-marquee team on a Wednesday. Yeah, It's not supposed to be a sellout. There's a lot of buy-in from the city here. I think the city is enjoying watching this team grow and being a part of that ride, right? You're really emotionally invested in this franchise. You're emotionally invested in these young players that are only going to get better here and hopefully spend a decade plus in New Orleans. Do you necessarily want to mess with that? Right, We saw this a lot with the should-they-trade-for-Kevin-Durant talk during this offseason. A lot of people are like, no, I like this team. I'm happy. I enjoy rooting for these guys. Roll with that a little bit because that's not something that's regular here in New Orleans, and hopefully you can sustain that going forward, and the attachment that fans have to these players is a big part of that. Jake, people have still not gotten over the C.D. Deuce trade. Right, with the Saints and the <laughs> Eagles. Can you imagine if they trade Alvarado or traded, you know, Herb or Dyke? That, that's the point. I mean, I, people have fallen in love with certain players on this team that I think it'd be disastrous, to be honest with you, because that's why they win games, man. It's fun, man. Looking forward to the games this week. Thank you, bud. Of course. Thanks for having me on, Gus. Yeah, thank you. That's Mr. Jake Madison. 
Locked on Pels at Nola Jake. The way to follow on Twitter. Always appreciative of the time. When we come back, we'll have more with Scott Prather from ESPN. Uh, sorry, the GOATS 103.3 in Lafayette. Next. <laughs> If you've never been to a Rouse's Market during the holidays, we'd like to officially invite you. We're your fresh seafood market for your casseroles and dressings, your full-service butcher shop with Cajun specialties, your place to get your complete holiday dinner. Above all, we're a family-owned grocery store that supports our community so you can feel really good about shopping for your holiday meal without running around town to check off your list. The best stuff for the holidays is right here at Rouse's. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. So I switched to Boost Mobile and got this free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Why do you think they call it the Galaxy? Maybe because the Samsung Galaxy A23 has a huge screen. And galaxies are huge gravitationally bound systems of stars rotating around a supermassive black hole. And the phone is free? When you switch to Boost Mobile. Cool. You lost me at gravitationally bound. Switch to Boost and get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. Limited time offer while supplies last. New customers only. Excludes tax. One device offer per line. Only available on certain networks. 5G not available everywhere. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Come on, citizen! What are you waiting for? Pick up the phone. We want you to be on the show. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengap. Welcome back. It is The Sports Hangover. As we speak with Scott Prather, that's Scott Mimic is the way to follow over on Twitter. 3-3 the goat. I had trouble with that going into break. I still say this. How many times a week do you still say that? Do you not? Because you're a professional. Uh, I'm, I'm a pro, Gus. Come on. Everybody knows that, <laughs> even though uh, you wouldn't know it judging from some of my tweets. No, it, it took me about a week. But it yeah, took you a week. 103-3 the goat. It, okay. it, it just simulcasts on 1420. You say it enough, <laughs> it just starts rolling off the top. You do say it a good amount. You do. You, you make sure you definitely you definitely do that here as well. Um, let's start, sir, with the Pels. So I didn't want to get into the Saints, but um, just kind of from this standpoint, I was just talking with Jake Madison from Locked On Pels. Tonight's a sellout. Friday's already a sellout. Monday was a sellout. And so you're looking at this full week of games being sold out. I don't. I don't think that's happened. I, I mean, I'm I'm trying to think of even in the CP3 days when they were. You know, the second in the West and stuff in that last week. I don't know if you had three straight consecutive sellouts. I'm sure you did. But it's been that. It's been since then. There's no it's been, way. It's, it's been, been a while. Then, right? in, in the month of December, no less. It's been, Milwaukee it's was been a, a long time. Yeah. 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 I, and look, bro, I'm, I'll am i be there. I've got family in town from New York and from Texas. 
and I got them Pelicans tickets because they want to see Zion. They want to see the Pelicans. That that you know, we're we're in this Louisiana bubble, right? Wow. And yet, you know, I got family from out of town, and they're, you know, my nephew's like of all the Christmas presents this year. This is my favorite one. He's like, thank you so much. So Come on. yeah, we'll be leaving in a little bit, but like that's that's that, that this <coughs> excuse me. Everything about the team right now continues to trend upward, and I love, you know, sell out against Minnesota, right? Uh, sell out against Indiana the day after Christmas. And, oh, Zion's not playing. Oh, you're missing, you know, five key players in the rotation. Place was still banging, man. Right. I mean, the crowd was into it, and it, it just goes to show you, man, when you win and you have a team that a fan base connects with on a organic level, that's just real, right? The appreciation is real. The love is real. And they... They genuinely like playing and want to be there. You that's you can't really put a price on it, but you can put numbers on it, and the numbers will tell you, hey, all these games are sold out regardless of the opponent, and that's that's big time, man. That's big time. We're excited, man. We're we're probably leaving an hour or two, and uh, my son threw on his Zion jersey this morning. He gave his his cousin his Valanciunas jersey. He's like, you got to wear this tonight. Uh, they don't care that we're sitting at the top. They're just they're just happy to be going, man. Nice, man. Well, make sure you wave to us by the window, man. Me and Joe will will give you a wave back. Look, um, I'm glad you went that route because I I, I saw it a little bit this morning. I've been asked by a buddy already, Brian, and I just talked about it with Jake. It's gonna happen in the next month or so, right? As we get closer to the NBA trade deadline. Should the Pelicans trade anybody? Would they trade anybody? Because of one of the reasons, what you just said. I, I, I'm in the no camp right now. You've had eight games 100%. total health. I, I, it, you know, total why? no for me. And, yeah. and here's why. Like, I know, you know, there was a period of time where some, not me, I was a U.S. defender. Oh, maybe you could trade Valentine. And then there you was, and me, bro. you know, the Jackson Hayes thing and all this. Here's the deal. When you got a team this deep, I, I, I'm not going to lie, you know, a, a, a traditional point guard or one more three-point shooter, it could help, but what are you losing in return for that? Thank you me. have enough different pieces that depending on who the opponent is, you can cater your style of play. So, yeah, maybe one game Jonas isn't in late, and he, you know, he's, he finishes with 10 points, and he didn't play in the fourth quarter. And maybe another game he's dropping 37 and 17 and, and 6, you know. I mean, I know that's like the extreme, but my point is, you have enough pieces. Take a guy like like Jackson Hayes, and it's good to see Jackson playing and, and playing effective and playing well. What he gives you right now is a guy like Larry Nance, who I know came back in the last game with a history of knee issues. It allows your medical staff to be issues. It allows you to say, you know what, Larry, little soreness there. We're going to be extra careful here, and this medical staff is but you're still winning games. So Jackson can give you, you know, less tread on the tires for Larry. And then when playoff time rolls around, you really need a player like Larry Nance. Not to say you don't need him now, but the ability to plug and play when guys aren't healthy and the ability to plug and play based on your opponent and what their strength and weakness is. I mean, there's a reason people talk about this team being the deepest in the league. And you can fall in love with the idea of, man, this guy would be great from a scoring standpoint or this guy would be you know, barring adding a superstar, which I don't think is in the cards, I would I would not trade any pieces. Not to mention, Gus, you, we've covered this team for what twenty years. We we've been inside the locker room before, not during a game, but after a game. You've seen the good locker rooms and the bad ones. This team right now, it's not just it's not lip service when you hear Joel Myers on the broadcast or when you hear Gus 
you know, pregame, halftime, and postgame talk about how much this team genuinely loves playing for each other, how much they actually are happy with one another. And yeah, you can get caught up in Twitter and one user saying, oh, this sure. guy didn't happen, or what about with B.I., and all this other stuff. They genuinely like one another. And I wouldn't want to... I wouldn't want to mess with that, especially considering you've got the depth and ability to go, you know, when Jackson's actually playing well. I mean, you can go 12 deep if you have to. Yeah, it, it's incredible to, to see, which is why I'm I'm like, nah, I'm good. I mean, you're second in the West. You've been first in the West with the current roster, and you haven't even really seen what your full capability is. So I, why yeah. trade for something I don't even know what I need? I mean, I, I don't know what, what I need games? Yet. Ten yeah. games that CJ and Zion and Bi have played together with, with Herb and Jonas too. I mean, yeah. it, 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 yes, whenever they're all healthy, guy willing, it happens. It, it'll Plus, take a little while to figure it out. Yeah, but it, that's a that's a ceiling we haven't even seen yet. In this team, is still exactly you, you know treading at the like top that. of the way. You make moves like that when you've been a second round team for two straight years, can't get to the conference finals, or you've been to the conference finals and you can't get to the finals. That that's when you make moves like that to bring in an additional all-star or something of that nature. Look, I that's where I'm at. When it comes to the Saints, man, um, I'm kind of going to look at it from this perspective, right? Because in the last 24 hours yesterday, y- you've seen <laughs> conflicting reports, right? I mean, conflicting reports. You have Michael Thomas liking on his Instagram post a pro football talk report that says, you know, Sean's ready to bring Tom back to New Orleans. And then Jeff Duncan puts out something that says, nah, they're doubling down. He's coming back next year. The Saints organization loves what DA is doing. You can't have two more opposite reports there. So what do Saints fans make of it? I, I think, listen, uh, maybe I'm I'm just too skeptical. Maybe I'm too cynical when it comes to Sean Payton, who's a great coach. But – for years, he has had some very close friends in the media, right? And for you, and 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 this year, he's been in the media. I, I think that you know, sure, the stuff about Fangio and the Brady one is a bit. It seems to be a little outlandish, in my opinion. But I, I, I just, I'm of the belief, and I have no nothing to back it up, that Sean's just pulling a lot of strings and getting stuff out there, mm-hmm. and has you know kept his name relevant from the day he retired as far as a hot commodity or somebody someone else might want. And the more the more action there is out there about Sean Payton, then the higher his next paycheck is going to be. Whether it's he's considering this, he's considering that. He really wants to get back in it. He's interested in Dallas or Arizona or L.A. Or he could come back to the Saints. The more that stuff's out there, the higher the paycheck's going to be for Sean. I believe that. And then, you know, a counterpoint someone made is, well, yeah, but, you know, why would he want that? Because if teams are bidding over him, then they might have to give up too much. I'm like, let me tell you something. And and, and I've said this on your show, and and our mutual friend Ralph has said it a lot. Anytime Sean talks about 2012 and the Bounty Gate season, BS, all that, I get it. But he was suspended for a year. He always talks about, first and foremost, the thing that was the hardest, the toughest pill to swallow, Yep. Was that they took what eight million dollars from him? I mean that's that's it. He, he, he he's working it. His agents working it. I would be shocked if Sean Payton is the coach of the Saints next year and Tom Brady is the quarterback. I would be I would be stunned. And I will gladly come on your show and be like, you know what? You have any hunters that listen to this show? 
to the crow, mail it to Lafayette. I'll get my friend who's a chef to make sure that you sure. know I'm not going to get like the bird flu, and yeah. I'll I'll fry it up and I'll eat that sucker. I will eat it. If Sean Payton is the coach of the Saints next year and Tom Brady is the quarterback, I, I, I'm with you. I do think Tom Brady is his quarterback. I just don't think it's here. But I do think those two will be linked together next year. I just, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Look, the Dolphins tried it. He tried to get him here with the Saints. That's two teams, two different organizations and situations. There is no way now that they're both free agents. That's not happening. One way, shape, or hey, form. It, well, I, you see, I think, but yes, I think it just depends on what team that you know. Yeah, no, I if agree. That team has a, has well, a both a aren't going there unless they think but, they can win. Period. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Brady's his quarterback, depending on 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 where he goes. You know, if he goes to the Colts, then yes, okay, I, I could see Brady going there for a season indoors, all that stuff, but. I just I don't I don't see it being the Saints, man. I just don't. You imagine as a Colts fan, remember all those battles between Peyton Manning and Tom Brady? Now he's your quarterback. That would be- Here's the thing, though. Like, is this? I mean, Brady. Is he, it's not like he's been good this year, Gus. I don't. I don't. I'm with you. Objectively, I mean, yeah. forget all, all all the prior history. I know that's impossible to do. It's not like he's been good this year. Yeah. I mean, he's. <laughs> the, the, uh, Tampa's going to probably win. You know, the worst division in NFL history, but. Have I don't you, know. I, I I don't I don't look at Brady and think, man, he's poof. Everyone that's saying they're going to get in the playoffs and they're going to have a home playoff game and they're going to make the run, they're not going to make the run. They're not. They, they, they're they're going to get in the playoffs and they're going to lose. Have you seen the Mister Unlimited video with Russell Wilson? The the one from years ago, yeah. Yeah, is that is that far ago? I just saw it yesterday for the first time. He goes, Mister. Call me Mister Unleashed. Yeah, yeah. All I know is whenever he dropped that, nothing could just happen. Since. Well, I was, was going to say because everyone this morning he dropped that like a year talking, ago, and it's just been it's just been downhill ever since. Right. Well, they're talking about whether or not you know Sean Payton would be the head coach over there in Denver, and I'm like, I don't know, I don't know. Um, okay, final Saints thing here in about sixty to ninety seconds. Did the win? Did that speech in the locker room? Are you leaning more to what, what Jeff Duncan wrote yesterday, where Dennis Allen is back next year, unequivocally? Now. I, I I hope he's not, but I think he probably will be. And I don't I don't even know if it's if it's just because of a win in Cleveland as much as the team, despite all of the dumb mistakes that they that they continue to make, they've they haven't quit on him once, right? And 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 I. I'm not saying it hasn't been frustrating. I'm not saying that, you know, the, 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 the errors and the mistakes and everything that they've done throughout the season hasn't driven me crazy. But it, no, there's been, there hasn't been a single game where I'm like, they've quit on their head coach. Like, I remember games, you know, under Haslett, you know, in the 2001 season. You know, late in that season, you're coming off your first playoff whenever. <laughs> late in that season, they quit on them. Now, if they, the next year, they came out, they started. 4-0, and then they ended right. up not making the playoffs, and it was the low Brooks thing. But my point is, I've seen teams within a season basically be like, you know what, I, I just I can't wait to get off the clock and head to Cancun. And we haven't seen that from that this team. And I, I, I would I would like the Saints to move in another direction, but I think they're probably going to have Dennis Allen as head coach next year. Should they keep Pete Carmichael? I would say no. I think I think you need to move in another direction there, but. Um, unless Sean Payton comes back, and I don't think he is, not to the Saints, I think D.A. is the coach next year for New Orleans. At Scott Mimics, the way to give a follow. Mr. Scott Prather does a morning show, afternoon, evenings, the Cajuns. You do everything over there, don't you? Yeah, they, they keep me busy. I'm glad yeah. I had some PTO I got to use this week. <laughs> so I will 
I will uh, wait to see you tonight, my friend. Let's go, pal. Yeah, man. Looking forward to seeing you and your and your kid, man. It'll be awesome, man. Take care. I will see you uh, shortly. All right, brother. This is Scott Prather. All right, quick Bye. break. We come back more on ESPN New Orleans. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Lakeview Massage and Therapy is a must for recovery, getting rid of pesky pain, or to simply relax. It's part of Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic and Wellness, so this isn't a neon sign place. They have specialists performing work geared specifically to you. Rejuvenate with a 60, 90, or 120 minute session of Himalayan salt stone, injury and recovery, lymphatic detox, pre and postnatal, post mastectomy movement, traditional therapeutic massages, and ashiatsu. I've had that. You want to try it. Trust me. LakeviewMassageandTherapy.com for info where recovery meets relaxation. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. They say that once you give him control, he'll own your brain forever. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back. Sports Hangover, 800-998-1003. Over on the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline, if you'd like to chime into the conversation, Mr. Nick Harrison, the professor, will be joining us here in a quick second. We will talk... About our questions of the day here as well, as we get ready for the Pels taking on the T-Wolves tonight. Also, again, a lot of chatter this morning, specifically about, um, you know, Sean Payton, and whether or not he should be the Denver coach or not, and it's, it's going to continue, and obviously it's not going to stop for the near future moving forward. Um, Nick, as you join us here, what, what do you think, sir, when you, when you see that here as well, and Again, I'm apparently really late to the party with Mr. Mister Unlimited there, but I, I don't know, man. I, what, what do you think? Do you think it, it's Russ? Do you think it was Nathaniel Hackett? Is that a situation that you head on to if you're, if you're Sean Payton when you can choose? I think Sean Payton is – you know that show The Bachelor mm-hmm. where you have all these eligible bachelorettes who are lined up and they all want to possibly – spend the rest of their lives with you. Sean Payton is right now in an episode of the NFL bachelor. I like that where there's all of these teams that could possibly, you know, you got a team in, uh, excuse me, LA in the chargers that are probably possibly going to the playoffs, still looking for a head coach. 
you got the Saints, his old flame, who just flew in on the copter, and now they're in the picture. You got another old flame in Jerry Jones in Dallas Mm -hmm. who would give up his left you-know-what to have Sean Payton as his head coach, even though their team is still doing well, but he would still take Sean Payton. You got the situation in Denver where they got, you know, dangerous Wilson, Broncos country, let's cry. Because they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing in Denver. And they're looking at him as possibly the reason why we know Sean Payton knows how to whisper up a quarterback, <clears throat> Drew Brees. So you have all of these different scenarios and situations throughout the NFL that Sean Payton could, could possibly go to if the money's right, if the situation is right. And the Saints are right near the top of that list. The question is, who's the quarterback going to be? Yep. Is he well, bringing in his own guy? You know, is he going to try to talk up, uh, uh, whisper up Andy Dalton? Uh, maybe Taysom Hill ends up taking the reins. You know, there's a cut, there's, there's options out there. I, I, so it's the, the, there's a lot out there for Sean Payton to possibly take on, but the whole idea of him possibly coming back to the Saints, you know, that's something that we had talked about a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. as just like a rumor, but now it's starting to get a little bit more, you know, weighted in the minds and in the mouths of uh, people of our ilk. So I I don't know. Yeah, I I think one of the things that uh, – I I don't know. It it just – it feels like maybe that's why you're seeing more and more storylines about, hey, the Saints are still in play. Yet Again, I I find that interesting that all of a sudden, right right after those reports coming out, boom, here comes Duncan with – Nah, man. <laughs> He's coming back next year to the organization. It's kind of seeing it. Look, we've been talking about this, right? And we've asked this yesterday. It, mm-hmm. Is that win in Cleveland enough for you to say he needs another chance, you know, um, and, and making decisions? I, I just, I keep going back to about the offense and the offensive coordinator. And it's something that Juan brought up yesterday when I was over there on Fox 8. I forgot. Remember, P. Carmichael didn't want it at first, and Dennis Allen convinced mm-hmm. him to do it. So it was already doomed from the start. But that doesn't make me feel any better than if D.A. is going to be the guy to try to find the next offensive coordinator. So who's making that decision? Is it Mickey? Um, you know, I, I mean, I, I just, I, I just, I don't know. It, it's just there's a lot, almost more questions. If, if the, I don't know, man, I, I honestly. It almost, it's a big old soap opera, Gus. It is. It's just a gigantic soap opera. It's it's the Bachelor, man. Yeah. Like, is he is he gonna go back to his old flame? Is he gonna take on someone new? You have all of these eligible suitors sitting right in front of Sean Payton. Who's the one that's going to get his rose, his mm-hmm. final rose? Say you're the one for me. Tune in next week <laughs> for <laughs> the NFL Bachelor because that's it's it's crazy, man. And th- but this is where we are. And far as far as NFL teams and the coaching situation, because you have all of these assistant coaches that people are looking at as possible candidates and who can come up. You know, Eric Bieniemy's name is always out there, always a bridesmaid, never a bride mm-hmm. for Bieniemy's, never the guy who they end up picking. Uh, the the Dorsey, the offensive coordinator out in Buffalo, yeah, Dorsey, yeah. Uh, is an, is another guy who people See, are looking at as a I, possible coaching candidate because they look at the success that Brian Dabo had with the Giants this year, right? And they say he, you know, he was the man right behind him. So maybe he's got the juice too. <laughs> I have brought up Joe Brady, a name that a lot of people around here kind of are familiar with, the quarterbacks coach, where in terms of maybe getting somebody that can work and run the offense that 
you know, I don't know, works with DA. I, I, you know, he's been a part of this staff. It just would make sense, I guess, a little bit on that. But do you, because of this past success, make sure that whoever it is that's going to be the new offensive coordinator has experience, has been an offensive coordinator? Like, do, do, do you go with something like that? You know what I'm saying? Now, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Uh, speaking of DA, you know, he's the head coach of the Saints right now. They're saying possibly they're going to try to bring another head coach other than him, uh, even if he does get this team somehow into the playoffs. But we know the scenario now. The Saints have to win out and the Bucks have to lose out mm-hmm. for the Saints to win the division. Do you think DA takes a demotion and is willing to stay with the organization and just go back to being a coordinator that, again? That's a very good question. I mean, that's what I'm saying, too, man. I, I mean, I got to imagine somebody – that would be a very tough thing to do, right? Yeah. Like, especially, I mean, what, what, what are you doing with my contract? Well, here's my thing. Are you keeping me with the same price? I mean, I'm, I might be able to do that. It's still going to be – I think that's tough, dude. I still it, I think, think it would be, tough. but I say if – but if Sean Payton does come back, say Sean Payton comes back as the head coach and he talks to his guy because they're saying now that Sean Payton is getting his own staff together. Like that's the that's the news is that he's looking to come back into coaching, but he's getting his own staff together, like bringing in Vic Fangio, right? Like he's getting his own people together. Do you think Da just walks away, or since it's Sean, does he stick around? Mm-hmm. Does he take a, a lesser job? But the, but you know, but what if the Saints do say we'll keep you at the same pay, but we just we want you to stay with the team as maybe an advisor or a consultant or something, right? We don't want to lose you. We don't want you going somewhere else. So we'll give you the same pay if you maybe take take a step back and let somebody else take the reins at head coach. Good. You know, if you're Dennis Allen, are you willing to do that? Yeah. Here's and, and here's the other question to it too. I mean, we kind of been talking about this with 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 fans, you know, so far this season. Do you want to bet? There's still a lot of fans that are a little, little upset by the way it happened, how it happened, how it left. And now you're coming back. Um, look, I, I look at it like this. The guy is a good coach. You'd be foolish to not want that, right? From that standpoint. Right. Um, I do think he could come in and, and fix whatever the issue is in that locker room. Um, and look, the guy should have and almost went to the postseason last year when you had just as bad an injury, if not worse, games missed by coaching staff because of COVID, playing a JV, you know, unit against Roy's Miami Dolphins. I mean, I, and you essentially could have gone in there. So, look, I mean, from a football standpoint, of course, of course. I mean, there's going to be teams willing to give you picks or players or, you know, and, and him a lot of money. So... Yes, I mean it makes sense, but I I just still like I I'd be curious to 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 know the why. You know, he's always one of those guys like you got to know the why, the process, the reason, mm-hmm. the vision. What's the why? Like if you left here, why? Did you feel like you needed a break, the burnout? I mean, you're coming into a situation again, same thing. I just like what's the why? You know, and he said it on a couple of podcast already you know that he misses coaching he misses all of that already so so why'd you leave here you know i don't know sometimes you need a break man yeah like in any job in any profession sometimes you take a sabbatical sometimes you take like you know when you're in college they always talk about take a year off 
take some time. Go travel Europe. Yeah. Go do all of these things. Go backpacking. Good and point. then come back to do the thing that you love. Yep. We've seen head coaches in the NFL numerous times take a year off, take two years off, and then come back to coach. Herm Edwards did TV for good the point. grip and then came back to coach. Yeah, good point. You know, and you had, there's so many coaches that do that same thing. They'll take a year off. They'll go do TV for a while. They'll try that out, see how it works for them. Then they'll come right back, and I think that's part of what's on. We'll talk again at 145. We'll talk a little bit more towards the Pels here as uh, they get ready to take on the T-Wolves. We're here from Willow Green and Zion next. Plus, Fresh Dennis Allen from when he spoke yesterday. Thank you to the professor for that. We'll do that next on ESPN New Orleans. Peacock presents the new original limited series, The Best Man. The final chapters from the creator of The Best Man and The Best Man Holiday. 